This week on Mouse Flicks, we meet the mister and Disney movies take a free ride. So silence your cell phones and settle in. You're listening to episode four of the Mouse Flicks podcast. Mouse Flicks is a fan-produced podcast dedicated to Disney film and entertainment. Lend us your ears for news, reviews, and commentary on the film House of Mouse. Mouse Flicks is not affiliated in any way with the Walt Disney Company, Walt Disney Pictures, Marvel, Pixar, Lucasfilm, or their partners and subsidiaries. All opinions expressed via Mouseflix Media are solely those of the podcasters and do not represent the views of any other individual or entity. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello. Welcome to Mouseflix. I'm Kristen DiBiase. Joining me this week is the love of my life, the person who holds all of my stuff while I run to the bathroom at the very last minute before the movie starts. My wonderful husband, Jason. Hello. So, Jason, you are here on my show for the first time. How's it feel? Feels good. Jason actually has his own podcast, um, which I and one of the uh, other co-hosts' wives were on last week. Jason's podcast is The Obnoxious Optimist. And why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what you do? Well, it's myself and a good friend of mine, Lee Lin, and you can find us on iTunes at The Obnoxious Optimists or our website, toopodcast.com. We're just two guys. We're big fellas. And um, together, we kind of found a, a, a system that works for us to lose weight and be happy. So it's kind of a health and wellness program or podcast uh, with a whole lot of humor and tangents. So if that's kind of your bag, come on over, check us out. We'd love to have you. Um, and that's what we do. So Jason and I are coming up on our first anniversary, which is in October. And uh, where did we go for our honeymoon? Uh, let me think. I think I blacked. Uh, oh, yeah. Disney World. <laughs> mm. We went for two weeks. Uh, and so to commemorate that on our first anniversary, we're actually going to go to Disneyland um, in October. And it just also happens to be um, the 60th Diamond anniversary for Disneyland. So we'll be celebrating our anniversary while they're celebrating theirs. Right. So let's talk about the news nibbles. Casting rumors abound surrounding who'll play the title character in Disney's live-action remake of its 1998 animated feature, Mulan. From the moment plans for the film were announced, a vocal group of fans started petition to urge the studio to do the right thing and cast someone to play the role who's, you know, actually Asian. Seems like that would be a no-brainer, but nope. Sadly enough, asking is actually necessary. Looking at you, Avatar The Last Airbender, and a ton of other movies in Hollywood. Like, a ton. Do better, Hollywood. Anyway. The Twitterverse has spoken, and they unequivocally want the OG, Ming-Na Wen. She was the voice of Mulan in the animated feature back in 1998 when she was 34 years old. Today, she's currently 51. Although she certainly looks younger than her age, Wen definitely does not look 16, which is how old Mulan was when she ran away to fight in disguise as the unskilled warrior Ping. 
Certain news outlets are speculating that the role will go in-house to Constance Wu from ABC's comedy Fresh Off the Boat, but there are also fans who are suggesting that Mulan should be played by Asian-American actress Jenna Oshkowitz, who played Cindy Cohen Chang on the show Glee. But for now, no one's involvement in the project has been confirmed. Disney and several other major Hollywood studios were unsuccessful in their attempts to get a federal judge to throw out an antitrust lawsuit accusing them of illegally conspiring to drive down wages for their animators. The lawsuit, brought by three employees of the studios, alleges that Disney, Lucasfilm and Pixar, Sony, DreamWorks, and 21st Century Fox had a wink-wink, nudge-nudge agreement that they wouldn't poach each other's animators. Emails between various execs seem to show enough evidence to let the lawsuit keep going so a federal judge denied the studio's motion to dismiss the case. Unless the studios come to some type of settlement, this will eventually go to trial. At this point, it's unsure whether others will jump onto the bandwagon to get in on the class action, but regardless, these are animators, guys, not Dumbo. They won't work for peanuts. And controversial artist Banksy recently debuted his latest art show, Dismaland which he calls a amusement park and a festival of art, amusement, and entry-level anarchism. The Disney-inspired dystopian park will be open for visitors through September 27th in the English town of Weston Super Mare, and Disney lawyers have been banned from the premises. And that, friends, is that. So, honey, what did you think about this Banksy thing? I may be in the minority, but I kind of, I tend to find Banksy a bit overrated. And he's, uh, it's very obvious his work to me. Uh, I can appreciate his artistry, but, um, I, I just don't really find it all that amazing or awe inspiring that, wow, he poked fun at Disneyland and then he's writing on the walls to, to go one step forward. He has to, uh, state. Not all dreams come true. So, I don't know. To me, it's not a it's not a big deal. And then his website crashed when you want to go buy tickets to go see the site, which was not as intended either. So, uh, it's it Banksy's Banksy. You're going to like him or you're not going to like him. I'm kind of not liking him. Yeah, he's a little over the top, you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, I did see some of the pictures of the exhibit. And, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on there. And uh, it's not just him. He's actually got some other artists there in the park as well. So when you put all of them together, it's definitely um, somebody's um, crazy land of bizarreness. Yeah, with a side of preach on everything. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So this is obviously not the first person who has done some type of satire or parody or a spoof on Disneyland or Disney in general. There's a ton of stuff out there um, on the internet, things that people have done um, paying homage or making fun of. Really, you can find anything on YouTube. Um, but one of the most recent things that I saw that I thought was very funny was a while back when Dwayne Johnson was on SNL, and they did a spoof on Bambi. Do you remember that? Uh, that was a great one. Uh, my favorite part of that was uh, Thumper. <laughs> when they were t- it was Vin Diesel. It was supposed to be Vin Diesel. Yeah. I keep on thumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It, it was pretty funny. So I think it's pretty interesting um, that actually he was in this little spoof because he's actually now working with Disney again because he's been called in to be the voice of the demigod Maui. No? (laughs) No, he's going to be in Moana. 
the Moana. New, yes, it's the upcoming film um, that Disney's doing, and it surrounds a Pacific Islander um, girl who sets off on a voyage to find an island um, that her grandmother's always told her about um, when she was young, and after her grandmother passes away. So uh-huh. she runs into um, the Rock's character here, um, who is Maui, this demigod, and then they go off on the adventure together. Mm-hmm. So he's very excited to do this. It does have kind of a personal tie for him because he is half Samoan and half black. So definitely got that familial feel to him. It's probably something really special. Sure. But, you know, having said that, this is not his first um, rodeo with Disney. When you look at some of the things he's done in the past. Um, So remember way back when he, you know, first started getting popular when he was The Rock. I loved him. I didn't know you at that point, but I was obsessed with Rock, I watch WWE all the time. I you and every other woman and most dudes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had the poster, you know, on my wall. I mean, he was the people's eyebrow. What mm-hmm. do you have to do about that? You, you know, I'm smelling what he's cooking. I was into it. People like this cooking. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, he gets more and more popular. And then he starts getting, you know, guest roles on other shows and starting to break into movies a little more. And he started out having some um, guest appearances on some shows on the Disney Channel. He was on that show, um, Corey in the House. And then he also was on Wizards of Waverly Place. So that's kind of where he got his foot in the door with that. Um, and then, I don't know if you remember that movie, The Game Plan, that he was in, where he's a football player. That's a stretch. Yeah. <laughs> the Rock playing a big dude, playing right. a violent sport. No, I don't remember. Yeah, well, so mm-hmm. he's playing that role. He's in that big football guy role, and then he discovers, oh, I have an eight-year-old child. What? Oops. <laughs> yeah, so so the whole movie is kind of centered around that, him, you know, balancing being this big, brutish football player guy with having this cute little daughter who does ballet and all this stuff. Like, so, like, Goofy finding out he has a Pluto. He's <laughs> a big, right. like, garsh. What the hell is happening right now? <laughs> so, yeah, here's what I thought was funny. You know, we watch the show right now on HBO, Ballers. Mm-hmm. And so, for anybody who hasn't seen it, Dwayne Johnson... Does Don't spoil it. But he does play a football player. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's a football player. Um, And he used to be one. Now he's an agent guy doing finance. And he's the one who's actually um acting in and executive producing this show. And so from the moment I started seeing it, all I could see was him with his little girl, you know, with a tutu. And that's what I remember, because that's the first time I saw him in a football player role um, on mm. on the big screen. Right. Um, so after that, then he was in uh, Race to Witch Mountain, which I wasn't the biggest fan of. I mean, you know, he's a cab driver. He's fleeing his sordid past in Vegas, and now he's trying to help these two alien kids get to a place of safety to this mountain, and I wasn't really interested. Do you remember that one, honey? No. See, see I'm I'm of a certain age. I'm a man of a certain age, and uh, I remember the original Witch Mountain coming out, you know, back in the 70s. Those are my favorite Disney movies. You know, I had, like, the Shaggy DA, and you had the flubber fluffer stuff and <laughs> the apple uh dumpling gang so i remember the original and that scared the heck out of me so i did not see the rock remake yeah this was definitely nothing like that one and now our feature presentation the audience is now dead 
So, speaking of Dwayne Johnson, as we have been doing, so now we know he's signed on to star in The Jungle Cruise. So this is obviously based off of the ride of the same name that they have in the parks. Um, So this makes me start thinking, we already talked before about how Disney's been dipping into the vault as a source for their inspiration. Just kind of going in there, dusting off the old animated classics, and then turning into um, these live-action movies or these live-action reimaginings of things. And so that makes me think, okay, here's another place that's easy to pull from and get your movies from now. There's nothing super original about this. It's like, here's this ride, you know, in the park. Let's pull it out and develop it into something. Um, It's kind of a trend in cinema in general, it seems. Yeah. Remakes of My Beloved Goonies is being remade. I'm not not happy. (sighs) Yeah, it's just ridiculous. Uh, Yeah, so, yeah, I, I agree with you for sure. So everybody knows probably the most popular one that you can point to right now is Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, they're they're finishing up the fifth one right now. I like them. I mean, I'm not going to lie, because I love Johnny Depp, and I think that's one of his best characters. And I'll sit through every single one of them. I mean, it's not, you know, high drama, but mm-hmm. it's fun. I love them. They're finishing up number five right now, Dead Men Tell No Tales. And then they're working on six. I'm pretty sure there's going to be a seven as well. So... How many um, do you think they will get through before they just decide, okay, we've just pirated ourselves out? Well, let's see. Johnny Depp is about 45. Let's say he lives to 80. That's at least 30 more. So Pirates of the Caribbean Part part 42. 42. I believe. Uh, no, I, it's just, it's a juggernaut. I, I can go on, I could go on the ride all day. I, you know that. I love that ride. I love it. Um, and I love that stupid song, the Yo-Ho-Ho. I'll have it in my head all day. The movies I can pass on. Um, you know, I do have a, uh, a, a little trivia for that. Oh, my, yeah? Yeah. One of my uh, best friends, uh, John, AKA Swanee, his dad, um, when they were filming Pirates a few years ago, his dad was, uh, leasing, uh, a bungalow or something on one of the islands. Okay. And they have an auction at the end of these movies. And his dad bought, I guess there was a pistol that he shot. Oh, like yeah. Old, his dad bought that pistol. Oh, wow. And he has it all framed. Yeah. and uh, So he, he's not using it. No, no. Uh, as we know, um, I, he has a bad history. He has bad aim with guns. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, his dad has it framed. And he also met Johnny Depp and the whole crew. That so, is very cool. There you go. You're welcome. So wait, let's see. We are one... Two, one degree. Three. I'm four steps away from Johnny Depp, I guess. I'm only one degree. Only one? Have you met him? Well, no, but John's dad's met him, so that means I'm one, right? So you're one for Listen, call up Will Smith. Let's figure this out, how many degrees of separation we need. I'm not good at math. I don't know. I carried the two... I don't, we're close. You know, I'm just going to lie to people. <laughs> just tell I him. I met Johnny. I met him, I met him in person. Yeah. I got this gun in my back pocket right now. He had a bunch of bandanas around his neck and Buddha bracelets. It was fun. Oh, man. So, uh, this is a funny story about Johnny Depp. When he came out and surprised the crowd when he was at D23, he's trashed up there. And allegedly. so you're thinking, yeah, allegedly, he's trashed. <laughs> you know, so obviously, Jack Sparrow is already trash because that's how his character is and he's out there in full jack sparrow regalia you full know. ginsburg mode baby. right yeah so it's i'm pretty sure that from what people are saying he actually was uh imbibing and he really was under the influence while he's up there 
Um, because he was acting pretty bizarre. Oh man, if I was Johnny Depp, I'd always be buzzed and drunk and throwing grapes at everybody. I always wear a pirate's outfit wherever I went. Because <laughs> everybody just loves him. Every time I see him, he's doing, he's visiting kids, making their day. You know, he's getting probably, what, a billion bucks for every one now or something? And Yeah. So, yeah. He's, yeah, he's kind of the rock star of actors. Oh, I think he's great. I mean, every, yeah. every time I, I see him. I love the guy. I do. I just, th- that series is kind of tired on me, but yeah. Yeah, I can see why people would like it. Yeah. Well, it's looking like Orlando Bloom is actually going to come back. Legolas? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm pretty um interested to see what that looks like because, you know, the last time we see him, he's, you know, stuck to the boat and he can only come back to shore like once every 10 years. And so Elizabeth is just kind of chilling, waiting for him. You know, she gets knocked up and then last time they see each other, when he comes back again, it's her and this little kid. So... I just want to see um, what happens with that, but I don't know. The real question is, when does the rock start coming into the series? <laughs> with him and his arm butter and his eyebrows, just like Fast and Furious, he's going to come in there and just, you know, I don't know what he'll do. He'll just like, he'll Fast and Furious, you know, the Santa and the Maria and boats, rum and guns. Boats, rum, and guns. There you it's go. going to be our, our new thing, ride or die. Boats, rum, rum and, and guns. guns. That's right. So, pirates, obviously. (laughs) But then, you remember, 2003, Haunted Mansion. Barely, barely. Well, that's probably good because if... Eddie Murphy's... Right. If (laughs) if I could forget it, that would be awesome because it was horrible. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking, but it was a... Just a gargantuan fail. Even for an Eddie Murphy film. Yeah, and wow. (laughs) He was really scraping bottom there for a while. Yeah. So that one, they're going to take another swing at it from what I've been reading and hearing about. Um, So it looks like this new version is actually going to focus a little bit more on the Hatbox Ghost, which is awesome because they've finally brought him back and he's actually in the Haunted Mansion in Disneyland. So we're going to get to see him, which makes me very, very excited. But it was this big idea that when they first had the idea for the Hatbox Ghost, they've been sitting on this idea for forever. But they didn't put it in there because the way they wanted to do this effect, it didn't work the way they wanted it to. And so now technology has caught up enough that they can do exactly what they wanted to do, Uh. which is, you know, he's walking and then his head disappears and it shows up in the box. Mm. Um, So that's the the effect they were trying to get. Now they're actually able to do it. So he's in there. And it looks like this movie is going to focus around him. It's not going to be quite as scary. It's going to be kind of, you talk about the Goonies, it's actually going to be that kind of flavor to it. A little bit more of a family fun kind of deal. There's only one Goonies. Yeah, and they can keep it because, yes, everybody stoned (laughs) me. I'm that guy who did not like the Goonies. Maybe it's because I saw it when I was an adult, but I was just not seeing the draw. You don't deserve the truffle shuffle, okay? That's all (laughs) there is to it. Hey, well, Labyrinth, I was in the Labyrinth. I was down with that. Labyrinth was fun. And, you know, they're probably going to end up remaking that as well. Of course, because it's Hollywood. Exactly. Do better Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Here's one I'm super excited about, but I'm also thinking, ah, there could be something here. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. That one looks like it's also in development, in the pipeline, being chatted about as a concept. So this one's weird because it's technically not necessarily going to be a movie based on the ride because the ride was based on a movie itself. There was The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad, 
which I don't know if you ever saw those when you were a kid, but I did. Sleepy Hollow, the story of Ichabod Crane and the whole thing with Fair Katrina. That came from this particular movie. It was kind of an extended short. That's where it's this rhyme and this song, and it's really cool, and you discover this whole thing about Ichabod, and he goes through the forest, and there's the Headless Horseman. And then the other half of the video is this animated short about Mr. Toad, and so that's based on the wind and the willows. So he goes around, he just gets car crazy, he's got his goggles on, he's just hyper, driving this thing everywhere, and it was just a fun cartoon. And so that actually became my favorite ride in all of the Disney parks. They used to have it down in Disney World on the Magic Kingdom, and then my heart was shattered to pieces when they removed it and replaced it with the Pooh Ride. So for a really long time, you know, I hated the Pooh Ride. Yeah. Well, maybe we have a chance that it's not going to get pulled out of Disneyland now. Because if they're looking at making this Mr. Toad movie, then what sense does it make to pull out the Mr. Toad ride from Disneyland when you can bank on that and get some usage of that ride again? Yep. So I'm a little hopeful, thinking some other folks that share my love of Mr. Toad are also hopeful that that's going to stay in the parks now. Then there is the Tower of Terror. So John August, who's a guy that usually works a lot with Tim Burton, is actually going to be um, in charge of this one. This one is also going to be more of a family fun kind of thing, and it's going to focus more on um, the Twilight Zone kind of hotel thing, um, and that's going to be the focus on that. It's still going to have a little bit of that darkness um, that the Tim Burton fans um, look for, however. So right. want to see how that turns out when that comes out. Mm-hmm. Right now, there's not a ton of talk about these next couple, but It's a Small World will get turned into something. There's one um, that's set in kind of Polynesian mythology that could possibly, you know, be based on the Tiki Room, the Polynesian Resort, perhaps. That would be fun. Yeah. So that should be neat. Um, Seeing that being something that ties into there. Yeah. And then these are the two that are, to me, a really big deal. Okay. Um, We've seen how things have gone when they look at stuff that comes out through these rides. So far, it's been kind of hit or miss, um, mostly miss. And then we just saw Tomorrowland. I mean, you saw it. We were there. It was, it had a little bit left to desire. Absolutely, yeah. I wanted way more Tomorrowland inside than what it ended up being. I, a lot of people liked it. I, I liked it. But for me, I, when they first went into it in the beginning, I was like, this is awesome. Let's see more of the inside. Mm-hmm. So I just want, I wanted more, yeah. Well, that's one land inside a park. Right. They're looking now at having a movie called Magic Kingdom and a movie called Animal Kingdom. So now you're going outside of just one land and doing an entire park and two different movies featuring two different parks. Magic Kingdom... That's going to be something that's really dicey. I mean, that's something you just cannot screw up. It's too big. It's too central to Walt Disney World. If they are successful with it, they could really go places. I mean, this is set in a Walt Disney theme park. It's been rumored that it's going to have that feel of night at the museum. So that's what they're looking at happening. And if they can be successful with this, this is a way to really leverage 
the Fab Five. You know, you've got Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, Pluto, and Donald. You can start getting a little bit more merchandise and things out about that because you've got the kids that are coming up now, you know, your five-year-olds and six-year-olds who they know that Mickey is the guy who's, you know, the Disney guy, but they don't really know him. So, I mean, right now all you get to see are kind of shorts in between shows on the Disney Channel and then Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for the younger little guys. But this will be a way for them to get their FaceTime in with the younger generation. So, yeah. I have no idea how it's going to turn out, but I know that they cannot screw that up. Those two films, of the others that we talked about, yeah, you know, we're hoping that they won't fail, but those two, they just cannot biff that, you know? They won't fail. It's Disney. They won't fail. We hope. I hope, hope, hope very much that they do not. Well... I think that is going to be it for this week. Baby, thanks so much for coming. I, I was, it was, I'm glad to be here. It was, it was fun. I told people that someday they would hear you. You do exist. You're a real person. Am I? Uh, maybe. I'm just throwing my voice right now. Actually. Maybe I'm like Johnny Depp in that weird movie. He went into the, his conscience went online. Maybe I'm just talking from a computer. You never uh, know. Transcendence. That's right. Yeah. Maybe that, not. That movie was not good. No. But, yeah, it was fun being here. Thanks for having me. Well, all right, baby. We will have you on at some point in the future again. And thank you for coming as my very first guest. And mm-hmm. I love you very much. I love you, too. And that's a wrap. Mouse Flicks is a production of Mouse Flicks Media and is produced by me, Kristen DiBiase. The Mouseflix podcast theme features music by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com. To all of you out there in the world or the land, thanks for listening. If you like what we're doing, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Tell your friends, yell it from the rooftops, and most importantly, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Comments, questions, or suggestions? Email us at mouseflix at gmail.com. Find us on the web at www.mouseflix.com, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash and tweet us at mouseflixcast on Twitter. We'll talk to you soon, and remember, popcorn's always better with a little pixie dust.